What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Welcome back to uh, the Stinker Madness Year Six Year in Review Part Two Electric Boogaloo. Electric because <laughs> of course. Oh, fuck you both. <laughs> uh, we this week are counting down our four through one favorite movies that we watched uh, on the podcast for the podcast in the last year of podcasting. Podcast. Podcast podcast electric boogaloo uh all, everything i'm saying is just very long run on sentences <laughs> you're just taking screen time you're shattering right now <laughs> oh my god sam i'm gonna end up dead in a swimming pool i would say i'm chewing this that's not funny dude god just because a guy murders his wife doesn't mean you can make jokes about it <laughs> shut up <laughs> um uh what the fuck was i gonna say i don't know it doesn't matter i'm justin jackie and sam are here let's get back into this uh counting them down casey Kasem style jackie number six wait number four (laughs) sam doesn't know where we are i can't count and it's casey's countdown Uh, no. My number four was Between Two Ferns. Between Two Ferns, the movie. The movie. I Good thought. Call. I just thought this was so, so fucking funny. I I'd never seen Between Two Ferns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this was my first experience with any of it, and oh my god, I just, I I can't even explain it. Like the the plumbing blows up right because he's putting don't, down his. Don't say anything about the plot. It's it's. Go in blind on between two ferns. It's, yeah, it's if, where if you, you're at on that. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, just go into it and be open minded about it. I laugh my ass off. You don't even have to be open minded about it. Uh, wh- why it's even being discussed right now is like I legitimately thought that it was a fantastic film. I thought it was good. It has got a 19 on Rotten Tomatoes, which puts it in the same realm as movie 43, and which I actually, which was really funny. I actually thought it was really funny too. What the fuck is going on when Between Two Ferns, which is a lot less uh, uh, risky of a film, it's a lot more conventional humor, some of it's very clean, even, uh, uh, gets a 19? What the fuck do you want? God damn it! Apparently, if you make a comedy without some overarching sweeping social statement, you should be stabbed to death in right. the streets. Right. I think we it's, it's okay that we laugh at a movie. I'm fine if the film reviewing community is going to get super fucking uh, snooty about shit. Mm -hmm. But the same motherfucker is not allowed to fucking give a good review of Midway and a bad (laughs) review of Between Two Ferns. And that's what's happening is these action movies that are bullshit are getting in the 50s to the 60s and a fucking movie that is actually funny and that's all it's supposed to do, 15%. Oh, it's so sophomoric. Right, oh, but if you liked Midnight, you're actually just an idiot. You're just an idiot. I, I'm I'm with you there. It's it's infuriating. Like, I think even like, uh, fucking Men in Black International had like a forty. Yeah, like what the fuck? Shit, Metacritic. No, oh, this is between two friends gets nineteen. Shut shut the fuck up. No, the, the same pool of people. So there is going to be if if between two friends has a nineteen and Men in Black International has a forty three, then what we've got is 24% of those people liked that one and didn't like the other one. And the only, like, reason you could say anything about those movies like Midway, Midway, uh, uh, and uh, uh, Men in Black International, well, it's got a lot of special effects. So the fuck what? It doesn't make it not shitty. It doesn't make it not shitty. And then you're going... Just because it has more money? What the fuck? Those are pretty (laughs) lowbrow jokes. Did you laugh? Right. That's its only goal. Having special effects that aren't good. Right. Isn't like, like, ah, success. We've made shit. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah but um, we'll, uh, 
while avoiding the plot because just it, the plot itself is fucking hilarious. Galifianakis is fucking fantastic in it. Um, all the celebrities that come in are great. There's not a lot of the YouTube show in yeah. it, but McConaughey's fucking deadly. In it. <laughs> um, his his group of of pals that he goes on this adventure with it's very Pee Wee esque. The, the, the like just sure. this good bunch of people in a car journey movie that's fucking hilarious uh uh i'm with you dude i thought i thought it was the funniest movie i saw absolutely in 2019 it was hilarious mcconaughey <laughs> <laughs> all you gotta say is mcconaughey and you're like oh yeah mcconaughey on two ferns yeah i go okay i see what's going mm. on here that's a good call uh yeah definitely do definitely do don't listen to the fucking critics man they're just being assholes jerking themselves off my number four unless you got something else uh no okay uh my number four was also a surprise uh a lot of these are surprises apparently um i thought this was gonna stink i thought we took a chance on this and then it was gonna be like no that wasn't very good because as good as it was we should have known about this movie and it should have been a bigger deal yeah, total surprise. Uh, sword and sandal movie that I'd never even like. Nobody ever talks about called Sorceress, and I'm gonna keep this brief because I think we're gonna make it an episode, yeah, an and episode. I don't want to. I don't want to say too much of it. But wow, is it as like it's as bad as any of them? Like it's real bad, but it hits all these marks. Like costume monsters, yes. uh, laser eyeballs, boobies. Um, disembodied magic heads. Disembodied magic heads. Uh, lots of choppins, uh, head choppins. Uh, uh, barbarians in masks that can't yep. see anything and walk into walls. Um, like it's as I can't think of another sword and sandal barbarian movie that's got everything like Sorceress does. Well, the one that it tried to copy and thought it was going to be as successful as. Clash of the Titans. Right. And that's the thing that also is fun about Sorceress is that the people making this spent too much money on it and thought it was going to be a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it stinks. Oh, it stinks so bad. Um, yeah, I was very surprised about it because I was like, dude, we should we should have known about this. This is like Deathstalker 2. It had been on my queue for years. Yeah. I just never got around to it. And then when you was like, should we? And I was like, yes. I've been wanting to watch this for years. Right. Uh, it, it it absolutely should be a bigger deal. Uh, it should be a cornerstone of Barbarian Sword and Sandal yes. movies. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's fucking... And bad movie viewing. I mean, yeah. It's, the story behind it is fun, too. Right, right. Absolutely. So stay tuned for that episode. Uh, we, we think you're going to like it. Sam number four. Breaking two, Electric Breaking Boogaloo. Two, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, God, why is it so high? Because it's that much fucking fun. It's not either. I was smiling the whole time. I couldn't ear to ear, to ear. ear gritting. I was like, I should hate this. And it started with, like, the dancing's happening. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. And I was like, wait, maybe I am. Yeah, you know, oh, it's no. almost got that. Oh, it's, it's almost got, got Teen Witch level of, like, wait a minute. Oh, my God. They did it. I like this. No, I don't. Should, don't I you should hate even. this. It's infectious. It's You're like, infectious. oh, I don't like this, but I know that it's going to. I'm a vampire now. I can't do anything about it. Right. 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 Yeah, absolutely. That fucking I keep going back to that scene where he's standing on top of the, the building, the building. And Good. they got the fucking sweeping crane shot. And it's like, dude, this shit is dumb. And it was just like. You can see it happening from the outside in, even though you're watching through the camera, that what's really happening is like. He's just putting it on, and the director's like, okay, you and that camera guy fucking go to go, town. Go, And do they thing. do it. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine waking up that day and being like, today's the day I'm filming that scene. I'm going to be up on top of that fucking roof, and we're we're going to put on a fucking production today. Weird. Like, this is going to be a big deal. Yeah. And his charm is at a maximum level. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And even like when the movie starts, you've got that big uh, dancing in the streets. It's sure. not, the song is not dancing in the streets. Thank God, because that song sucks. Uh, um, but that dancing in the streets scene with all the 
the people of the neighborhood coming to you got the milkman's there just some random walker by the lady with her dog uh, uh, uh i'm pretty sure there was a grizzly bear in there um uh, godzilla shows up and everybody's dancing because uh, that's what it is it's just a silly dancing movie and then the dance fighting scene they literally dance fight it's yeah. not that they're fighting with the with the choreography of dance they're getting they're serving each other with dance moves and it's painful to the opposing game yes it is. <laughs> and every once in a while somebody gets hit like wrestling trash can or something right. like that <laughs> it's nanners uh, How did you not like it, Jackie? I, I'm just over here rolling my eyes. She's like, gonna, shut up, you she's, two. I think she drank too much the night before because this is what happens every time we're like, what the fuck? How did you not like this? She drank the night before, and I think she was just grumpy, Sam. <laughs> just grumpy. Like, I don't care how awesome the singing and dancing is. I'm sad. I don't feel good. So I think we're going to pin her down and make her watch it again. Oh, no, you're not. Because I'm pretty sure she likes that movie. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I am don't pretty like sure it. there's no way you don't like that movie. It is awesome. Ugh. Number three, Jackalulu. Uh, my next one, my number three, was Santa with Muscles. Santa, Santa with, with muscles! muscles! Wow. <laughs> I thought about it, Jackie. Yeah, I, I really thought about it because it is like, I should hate this, but I kind of like it. That's kind of how I felt, too. The villains were ridiculous, right? It, it should be. They're in an ice cream van. It's It should be, like, nauseatingly bad. Yeah. And this guy is a total tool bag, right? Right. Loses his memory and then ends up saving an orphanage. Right. And he lives at this orphanage. Like, nobody questions that this hobo now lives in an orphanage with all these kids. Mm-hmm. And then they build him a Santa suit without any sleeves. So he, <laughs> could be a, he can be a Santa vigilante. Yeah, Santa Lanny. Santa Lanny. Yeah. Like, man. We should hate this movie. I sh- I liked it. It was on my outside looking in. I didn't put it in my top ten, but it was like that. There was a five. There was like a handful that were right there. And Santa with muscles. Like I glossed over it. And I was like, no, not that one. And I'm like, no, wait a second. I really liked that a lot. And and like I don't even have a problem with it being that high on your list. Like it's not on my list at all. Uh, I'm with Sam. Uh, but I don't have a problem with it being that high because once again. Of all the movies that we watched for Christmas, and we watched a lot of bad movie Christmas movies in six years, this is the one that got Christmas the most right. <laughs> it did actually, it did definitely nail the spirit of Christmas. It truly is a kind, warm movie at, uh, the, during the holidays. Like, I would show this to my kids. And because of what happens, I would say that he's also the most Santa Clausy of any of the Santa uh-huh. Clauses in any of these Absolutely. movies. Absolutely. Absolutely, and valuable lessons are learned, and it's, but man, we should hate that movie. I mean, just just show some people some stills of it, mm-hmm. some still for like, oh, what about this? They're going to be like, no, I have no interest in that movie. Mm-mm. No. Nope, 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 nope. The, like, the villains are so dumb and bad and not cool, and then you add Hulk Hogan in it, 90s Terry, the worst Terry Maybe now Terry's the worst Terry. I'm not real sure, but he's not 80s Terry. Uh, oh, no, I'm out. I wouldn't have done that movie in a thousand years if it hadn't been for that show. You never would have talked me into it. Super glad we watched it. Mm. Okay. Jackie, now that I rambled about your movie. <laughs> I think we covered it. We could probably move on. Okay. All right. Uh, it, is, it was the most Christmas movie uh, that we've ever done, for sure. Uh not my favorite Christmas movie, but it was the most Christmas movie for sure. Number three, no surprise here, Picasso Trigger. Uh, anytime we have a year where we see an Andy Sedaris movie, it's going to make the it's year in review. For... I forgot that we watched it this year. Yeah. Otherwise, it probably would have made it on mine. Yeah, did a podcast, did an episode on it, uh, the whole shebang. Um, I There's maybe three people in the world that I follow in film more than Andy Sedaris, whereas the entire catalog is just one big i love it all yeah and picasso trigger is such a um a departure from the previous two as far as it's not but you th- when you think about it it kind of is because a there's no ninjas in it uh there's no uh uh monsters uh, you know hard ticket to white sure. has the snake um there's no 
It, it's not a softcore porn. Sure, Donna and Jackie get them out because, of course, they get them out. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's lots of bikini women with that have very large boobs. But it's not quite the softcore porn that Malibu Express almost dances along. And it's not the crime caper that Seven is. Um, but it is, again, what I said in the last episode, like if you wanted to make all of the the staples of an 80s action movie this is it you got jeeps you got uh uh, beach boat scenes uh you got rocket launchers you got big guns you got big boobs you got big hair you got super cheesy music uh that's not corny um you know like the the 80s Uh, drum machine it doesn't have that it's almost like a, a like a really corny synth soundtrack that's in picasso trigger um you've got uh, an elaborate plot where uh there's a, a a doppelganger situation you've got dudes that know karate wear uh zoomies and have long hair that uh relentlessly kick people's asses it's just like everything 80s action right there mm-hmm. whereas you know like there when i said this about uh dark angel uh come in peace that's almost a science fiction movie as as well but this is just 80s action 80s action late night hbo movie and on a real thin budget on a super thin budget yeah uh but it still looks good it looks to me. great well yeah. he's he's a great filmmaker he, I mean, was, he was a great, a great i mean the world wild world of sports monday night football i mean he the guy was one of the great uh, director producers of all time. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I love Picasso Trigger. I mean, those three and, and seven, I always forget about seven because it's not in the Guns, Girls, and G Strings collection, but God, those first four are just so fucking good. Yeah. Picasso Trigger is the first one that I had ever seen. Okay. And I saw it late at night when Most I was. Most people about, have seen Hard Ticket. Is yeah. The. the AMC would do some midnight movies once a week and they were like kind of highbrow midnight movies and they mm-hmm. give you the history of it. And I can't remember the guy. It wasn't Malton. It was the gla- silver haired guy with the glasses. He did a whole 10 minute talk about Sedaris and then that he thought that this was his best effort that he ever had. I don't I don't I, I you want to say that I'm not going to talk you out of it. Like I, it's not mine, but it's close. Yeah, I mean, all four of those are just right there, neck and neck. I think in terms of a tight film, this is the tightest. I think it's the tightest. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what he was saying. He's like, these are all fun. He's made these movies. This is this is this man's this great television producer's uh, retirement pictures, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. his retirement pictures are better than most movies that anyone else will ever make. Yeah, and see, like that, that you're you're right about it being tight, and it's also accessible. Because, like, Malibu Express, I would say, should only be, like, I wouldn't introduce bad film. I wouldn't lead with Malibu Express. No. Um, I think you kind of already have to know some of, of what you're, what is happening in the genre. But if you're, like, going up to, say, somebody who was born in, like, 1994, and they never really watched a bunch of 80s movies, you know, they saw maybe some Schwaz movies or... or you know, some Stallone movies, they but they're not any of the VHS or late night HBO movies. I would probably be like, okay, let's do Picasso trigger. This is pretty much it. This is all, this is what this looked like in the eighties. This is what we were, what we had. And you're either going to like it or not, but it's, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a time capsule of that period for action movies. So, um, yeah, I, I fucking love Picasso trigger. I like it more each time I see it. This is also one of the sort of, uh, because friend of the program, Roman and I first met lifting weights together when I was still at Boise State playing lacrosse, and uh, that's how Dolph Lundgren and Brandon Lee met too. Yep. And showed- <laughs> yep. And you looked over and you're like, "That's the biggest the cock I've ever seen on a man." It was exactly like that. It's odd that we, the two of us, when I was in shape, and we kind of that was the same dynamic that was happening without the gayness. But you could have easily like we could have gone and doubled for those guys. Right. It would have been great. But. Uh, when we were younger men, uh, we were, the talk just got to movies and all of a sudden Picasso triggered and we would like just kind of stared at each other and we're like, we're like really good friends now, aren't we? <laughs> we're tight, bro. Yeah. 
I met you five minutes ago. I'd take a bullet for you. Yeah. Because <laughs> you like Picasso Trigger. All right, Sammy, uh, you're number three. Steel Justice with Steel Martin Coe. <laughs> Martin Coe. Three snake. Three steps. <laughs> Three steps. Three yeah. steps to snake. <laughs> the family murder. Uh-huh. That is just like the daughter is kind of like, oh, I guess my family's murdered. <laughs> Can I help with the karate later? <laughs> like, no. Like, your family just got completely fucking murdered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three Step was the real oh, three, star. I knew you were gonna love Three Step, movie. Jackie. I knew you were gonna love Three Step. He was my favorite part of the movie. Absolutely. I think my favorite part of the movie is the bar scene. Like when they, him and uh, it's not Cell Award. Is it Cell Award that's in that? I can't remember. Yeah, I think so. Uh, where they're like, "I hate you. I hate you. We don't belong together. Let's go fuck." Yeah. <laughs> like they, they clearly are a volatile relationship when they're together, but the passion is hot. Yeah. And then he's <laughs> Even though they're both drunk and they're both probably going to jail later. <laughs> fired from God knows what. It was like the uh the It was wildlife commissioner of horse transport. Well it was like yeah fish and wildlife or fish and game or something. Uh, but like he'd rounded up a bunch of wild horses and then the guy's like, all right, give me those. And he's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm the guy that gets those. I'm turning them into dog food. And he's like Oh, yeah, well, they're running free now. <laughs> like, okay, well, whatever. This is a weird first scene to a movie. Right. <laughs> I also like uh, when he comes in on the big, uh, it's not a big, it's not even an APC. It's like a mini attack vehicle. Like It's like a small, not not a tank, but it's a, I don't know what you call those. You no, know, it was like a tremendous military failure is what they were yeah, right. called. It, it's very mega force. They car. ended up in some movies. Yeah, instead right. Of in practice. And he comes in and you like the whole scene, all the action transfers to bullets flying at him and he's not even in it. Like no. it's fucking it's awesome. Um, you just think that he's going to get up on like a 50 cal and start blowing guys away. But he doesn't because they couldn't actually yeah. use that to do anything. <laughs> or that the movie actually starts with him in Vietnam mm-hmm. on a heist. Right. With a knife gun. A knife gun and the Vietnamese maybe in hovercrafts. Uh-huh. <laughs> little ones, not the big ones. Little hovercrafts. The wreck ones. Right. Recreational yeah, hovercrafts. Yeah. 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 Huh. Uh, Steel Justice is a good, good, good time. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. Nice call. Jax. The Peanut Butter Solution. The Peanut Butter Solution is your number two film. I really, really liked this movie. I thought it was fun that, you know, the kid goes bald and then he has all this hair and then he becomes a paintbrush machine. Oh, it's insane. Yeah, there's just it's just so damn weird. It's so weird. Oh, if I would have remembered this one, it might have been on one of my lists. I forgot that we watched it. Oh, shit, So man. weird. Yeah, this was nonsensical November, and man, did it fit into the mold on that because it does not make sense. It doesn't. I do not know what this movie it's, is about to this day. It's special it's, in its strangeness. Yeah. It's Why does so the art teacher live in a janitorial closet? So fucking weird. Um, It's just like... The, like that movie is stuck with me. It's like putting peanut butter in my brain, yeah. not on top of my brain, but in it because it is sticky. Mm-hmm. Like I, it, that kid is his face and his like being mad about life and his obsession with his hair is just following me wherever I go. It's like more stuck in my grill than parasite. Like I, I think less about parasite and 1917 than I do with the peanut butter solution. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a surprise, too. Uh, I'd never even heard of it before a fan uh, suggested it. I didn't hear of it either. And then it's kind of a whole film series that they made mm-hmm. of these things that were like these sort of surreal children's movies. You're like, okay, existential children's movies? <laughs> We thought that was a good idea. I guess it sort of works, maybe. I can't tell. What are you trying to say here? (laughs) These kids have got problems with the, the, you know, it's like almost transcendentalist. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Poetry for children. Sure. (laughs) What? Why does this guy, uh, yeah, you just have to watch it. It's just so weird. It's so fucking weird. Maybe if we would have seen it as children, we would have just turned to our parents and like, 
Does any of this really matter? Right, right, right. What are we doing here, guys? Are you going to cut my hair off for paintbrushes? We all just turn into Sylvia Plath yeah. <laughs> at the age of eight. <laughs> um, yeah, I do not fault you there, Jackie. We might uh, be talking about that one a little later. Uh, my number two movie is Black Dog. Number two, huh? Number Two. It was oh. an awesome film. It was an awesome film. It will forever live in. Uh, it's a Hall of Fame movie for me. Yes. Um. It. It. I like it better than number one. Um. But number one was this year. If I hadn't seen Black Dog already four times in my life after just finding it last year. Um, yes, I, I may have watched Black Dog a couple times by myself when you guys weren't around. Yeah. Um, I like it that much. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's Hall of Fame for me. It's as good as you can check Justin likes this buttons. Like, it, it, you want to say Heat is a movie made for you. Black Dog is the movie made for me. Made for you, yes. And they're like, why are we making this movie? Because this is going to stink. And they're like, yeah, this guy's a fucking weirdo. I don't know why we're making this movie for him. Wait, fucking really randy travis we're gonna do this with randy travis and his family and uh, like why are we doing this and that guy that dies and they don't do anything about it in the back of the truck i mean this is fucking nanners and what's with all these retired guys getting killed on the highway like they're just doing their job you know like i don't know if that guy deserved to die Patrick Swayze blew that man up. His yeah. family needed that pension. Now was, they don't have it. Some of the truck drivers were just truck drivers. Just truck just, drivers. You just killed the shit out of them. the shit out of those people. Um, nobody asked for it except for me, and they made it solely for me, and I'm so glad that they did. Number two, Black Dog. Number two. Damn, number two. Number two for me is Men of War. Men of War starring Lundgren. Starring Dolph Lundgren. Which... Uh, so the peacemaker, unless it's somebody's number one, that's the only one that's out, uh, not. In I, this I don't list. think the peacemaker is going to make it because it was too dry in the middle. Uh, it's on my honorable mentions. I yeah. actually really like the peacemaker. I did too, but it's really dry in the middle. Really and that's what happened. Yeah. Otherwise, it was probably going to be high on my list. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the the trucking and the uh, Dolph Lundgren are very successful uh, film series. Very successful. Men of War is high on my list because. It proved to me that they're still out there. Mm -hmm. I can still run into a Dolph Lundgren movie that I haven't seen that I'll love. Right. And see, that's what I thought about Dark Angel. I was like, wow. God, this guy's. I had already seen those ones. That guy's filmography is so deep. It is. And I'd been, I've known about Men of War forever, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I've never been able to get my hands on it. Or there was a really bad period where I was being super snobby. And I still do it sometimes. Like, until I find out for sure that the movie was made in 4 by 3 I won't watch an old DVD fill, uh, full screen. Right. And I had been, every time I ran into a copy of this, it was full screen. I was like, no, I know yeah. this was shot in right. 16 by 9 I'm not going to fucking watch this. I think you should be snobby. You're missing literally a quarter of the movie. Exactly. So it took me like 15 years of trying to see this thing, and then I finally saw it, and I was like, it's like what you said uh, earlier, like, there's no way that this is going to live up to it. Right. And then it's like, fuck that. I'm going to blow up your expectations. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Why are you going to blow? It's a rocket launcher and it's Swedish like me. <laughs> Kaboom. <laughs> You're like, what? This is amazing. It is amazing. I, I love Men of War. And there's the drug scene with the guy that just like Noah's the beach. Mm -hmm. The bad guy. Kano. Is Kano bananas. from Marvel. Oh, man. I love that guy. I always forget his name. I've already blanked on it. But I, he was in Jag for a while. I know. Yeah. He's unfortunately passed away uh, not very long after that. Uh, so we didn't get a lot of him, but he's so awesome. Jackie, you also watched Men of War because we did an episode on it. Uh, didn't make your uh, year in review unless it's number one. But uh, no. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised because I thought you really liked Men of War. I liked all the booby traps at the end. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, but I think I'm a little confused because I thought that Men of War had the snake. No, no, no. That's Steel Justice. That's Steel Justice. The Steel yeah. Justice that's had Martin the snake. Cove. Men of War has Dolph Lundgren. Right. With the uh, don't sneak up on people. And uh, the yeah. entire movie is about uh, making a, taking over the world economy with batshit. With batshit. <laughs> and it's got B.D. Wong in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. No, I, I enjoyed both of those films a lot. Steel Justice and this one 
I, I thought you would. It, like, it's weird because sometimes we have to. There, there's a lot of like again, we watch these movies that are on Amazon Prime usually that are like, oh, Martin Cove, you know, uh, he's not really a big deal. It's not like Jay, we say, oh, Jackie loves Martin Cove. It's not like he's fucking Chris Christopherson or something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and even then, like, she she loves Dolph Lundgren, but hasn't seen near as many as we have. Um, both of those were movies that I was like, I think Jackie'd even like these. These, like really dumb action movies mm-hmm. and i don't even know if men of war is dumb other than that the entire plot is about bat shit um literal guano uh these the, these guys are idiots it's got the idiot plot mm. um but there's still like this like the, the him connecting with the people of the island and becoming one of them is very cool like it's not stupid it's 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 neat to watch um, his character's metamorphosis from a, yeah. a, a mercenary into a protector, a, a protector and, and not just a protector, but part of them. He's it's all about family. Yeah. He's them now. Um, I like I just I love that movie. Yeah, I really like it a lot. And I think one of the things that's sort of you don't notice because it's hard to sometimes when you're watching a film that has is as many problems as it does that was shot really well it was shot really well yeah i I almost think it's his predator um really like his like solo now obviously predators in ensemble as well but people like want to think that it's stupid and like stick around you know a bunch of cheesy one-liners uh and gruesomeness and that's what you show up for i show up for predator because it's just so it's shot so goddamn well um, and, and it's pacing is fantastic. And I feel the exact same way about men of wars. It's like, dude, there's a, there's like a lot of really good stuff happening behind this action mm. movie that has rocket launchers in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird movie that I don't know what is, but I know that I like it. Yeah. Good call. <coughs> All right, Jax. Number one of the year. Of the year. The best movie you saw. Number one. You guys are going to hate me for saying this. Uh, the Santa Claus. <laughs> the Santa Claus. With Dudley Moore? <laughs> yeah, oh, Dudley God. Moore. Wow. Not really? It was just a movie that just made me the happiest, and I okay. love all the, <laughs> yeah. the glitter and magic, and I love the lollipop dance. Jack! Jack! Or Patch. Patch. <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> I like to insert my own name into things. Um, Who was the bad guy? John Lithgow. John Lithgow. Yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, he got shot into space. Yeah, he right? got shot yeah. into space. <laughs> he just floated up into space. He's in the the forbidden zone with uh, <laughs> with General Zod. And you know, I like that the reindeer food had glitter on it and all the toys. And well, I thought the reindeer food was weed. Yeah, I thought it was weed, man. <laughs> well, no, the reindeer think they can fly. I'm not going to say that it wasn't. Um, and the, the the daring save at the end with the loop-de-loop. and Oh, God, the super-duper looper. Yeah, super-duper oh, looper. super-duper looper. I want you guys to know that I, after we watched that movie, I did go online and I found somebody who had a, a, a copy of that book. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, And I bought it off yeah. of Amazon. Right. Uh, yeah, the novelization of the Santa Claus movie. And it it did not disappoint. Somebody's name is in it. I think it was like Sarah or something like that. But <laughs> Dear Sarah, from your grandma, I'll always love you. Then grandma died later and Sarah's like, meh. Yeah. No, uh, dear say. Sarah, from grandma, I'll always... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you saying ah or did no? She wrote ah yeah. like she was dying. Yep. <laughs> so I, it was my feel good of the year, and I, I loved all the special effects, and um, I just maybe it's just Christmas. I mean, I had my two of my, yeah, your top two were Christmas yeah. movies. Were Christmas movies, but yeah. I, I really liked. I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't get the meaning of Christmas. Santa Claus was kind of a dick. Santa Claus was and a total he, dick. And he was a body shamer. And I, <laughs> and he, I think it's a nightmare for children. Like I don't like <laughs> Santa and the reindeer die within five minutes on screen. That is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I, I kind of didn't remember that from when I was a kid. 
even if those toys didn't fall apart, nobody wanted any. And of they're that shit. shit toys. <laughs> Bunch of fuck a wooden wagon. Fuck off. Yeah, no. Give me the stuff that makes me float up in the air. The drugs. Give me the drugs. Give me Santa. the drugs. Yeah. yeah. You, you fuck off, Santa. I want what this Lithgow guy's selling. What Patch and Lithgow got together. Uh, yeah. Okay. I can see. I can see. I. I can see. But on your list, I think one is really high. But huh, whatever. I, I just. It was the one I enjoyed the most. Uh, it's one of the movies I enjoyed least this year. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I know you guys like, hated it, but I, I thought it was great. Hated it. Um. All right. My number one. The peanut butter solution. The peanut butter solution. That's not a surprise. I fucking loved it. It was such a surprise. Uh, uh that it it worked so perfectly in being so baffling and so weird and so not appropriate for children uh, to a degree. I mean, not even just the pubes thing, but like, I'll never forget, like, uh, I think it was in South Park, the movie, where they're like, uh, you know, we don't we don't care if our kids watch something violent or it has sex in it. It's much more important that they don't watch something that's stupid. Yeah. Um, I, it was the uh, Chin Pokemon episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, that was what I felt about this is like I I would stop a child from watching this just because I don't want them to be dumber after the mm-hmm. experience. <laughs> like, kid, this is not reality. There's nothing here that you need to figure out unless they do figure something out and then can explain it to me. Like, you know, like, well, as you said, you know, they go on this long philosophical uh, diatribe about what what the meaning of life actually is and why we're yeah. here. And at the end of it, I'm like. You said it all, man. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you borrow somebody else's kids, though. Just right. It's like all babysit this week. Come here, kid. Yeah, you know, watch you, this. Your test. Your yeah, test subject. Tested, I'm testing this on you instead of my own kids. Lab rat <laughs> with the peanut butter solution. Yep. Um. Just uh, God, it's so fucking nanners. But again, there's like this, like these kids. Th- we try to avoid children's movies as much yes. as we can because we say that we don't understand children movies because we're we don't know what kids like. But this has this like the the child the children movies that I do like. Uh, it's almost the same way with I believe in Santa Claus, which is by far my favorite Christmas movie. Um, just this like adults telling children how they fucking feel movie. Like, this is, I'm going to write this movie about this child and his experiences, and it's just so not at all like anything like being a child that it's, it's like, it's like white dudes in ties telling women how they feel. Uh, no, you're wrong, dude. You don't know shit about what you're talking about. Mm. You made a movie where a guy puts peanut butter on his head so he could grow his hair back because he's lost as a human without it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's so fucking dumb and He's weird. Doomed to eternal drum solos without his golden and, hair. And it's and the the thing is, is the movie's not even about that. This kid's emotional state from losing his hair one day because he got scared to death. It's about something else, and the something else that the movie's about is fucking weirder than that. Yeah. Like it just keeps. Uh, leapfrogging its own weird weirdness from scene to scene and all of them are bad scenes <laughs> <laughs> i loved it i, I absolutely it was, loved it, it i loved it too it was fantastic uh sam number my one. number one is number, black dog number one black dog all right. black dog is the most fun i had with the podcast movies this year and I think the reason is because I had been I had seen it when it came out and I was like, I'd been kind of sit. I would worried whether it was going to be hot shit or just like, oh, this is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. But I'd always thought it was probably an episode. And uh, watching it again after so many years, what I've decided about Black Dog is it's ultimately the worst fucking pitch that Hollywood ever threw. Oh, I completely agree with that. So, like, because that's like a June block or a July block. It's like, a, it's a summertime. It's supposed to be a blockbuster. And it's like, give him the heater, Ricky. Uh-huh. And then you shot the light, Cody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, like, they threw a fastball and they hit a lady in the face. Right. They want this to be Independence Day. Yeah. And it instead, it's not even as good a movie as Breaker Breaker. No, it's not. <laughs> But it has all the money behind it, so you've just got these unbelievably large explosions uh-huh. that don't even need that. 
that are impossible to the story. Yeah, I mean, most movies that are are going to be this bad don't have this type of ammo behind it. Oh yeah, like this has got the big guns behind it, and which makes it a really rare stinker because yes. you know they're usually the ones that are bad are usually maybe bad because they didn't have enough money or the people behind it didn't have enough experience or talent, ineptitude, bad writing, things of that nature. Uh, this has got a bunch of fucking like people that should have goddamn known better behind it. Yeah. And it makes it special because of that. Because you don't usually have explosions this like not movie explosions, but like when your accident explodes in your face, mm-hmm. they're generally not this big. Right. This is one of the biggest fuck ups I've ever seen. Absolutely. And it makes it a rare and special gem. Yeah. Like I yeah, no, absolutely uh, without a doubt. Like it's it's just fucking it shouldn't exist, and it does. And Meatloaf as the most relentless and ridiculous villain in history. Mm-hmm. He can't die. He's unkillable. He's going right. to chase you forever. Right. And coupons. And coupons. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's when I really connected with his character. Yeah. Just You're just like me. Flipping coupons. You're the coupon guy. <laughs> I'm going to get you. And then he's a fucking like, uh, like a Christian whack job. Uh-huh. Like, like he's nuts about the Jesus and is also a murderous larch, you know, like uh-huh. what is happening on screen? I my one regret in life is not seeing this in the theater. I would have loved to have gone. I would have, like give me the time machine. I'm not going to bang ladies with it. I'm going to go to Black Dog on opening day yeah. in full costume. I'm I'm making a cultural event of this. I'll be there standing in line. I got the tent out there. The news team comes by and is like, so what are you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm in line for Black Dog! (laughs) 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 Uh, Cut to the cat show. Cut to the cat show. (laughs) This guy's going to hurt somebody. (laughs) So cool. I'm glad number one, Sam, from you. Uh, That's it. That's the year in review. Um, so what we got black dog, peanut butter solution and the fucking Santa Claus, the Santa Claus. God, what a fucking weird all <laughs> weird one right there. Um, we'll close out this episode with our, uh, favorite three movies that came out in 2019, whether we talked about them on the podcast or not, or saw them in the theater or all the rules are open, except for they have to have come out in 2019. So, um, Sammy, why don't you go first? Just go all three of them. All three of them. Yeah. Okay. Unless you want to spend a little time, some more time on one, but you don't have. We're not going to do the pass, pass, the round robin. Okay. Well, I think it might be more fun to do it this way because, like, I'll just wing it. How about that? How about you wing it? How about I wing it? Uh, my number three movie, and the way that I've always kind of gauged this is that it's it's you like it whether whether you think there's I think there's better movies than number three out mm-hmm, there, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like I thought about this movie a lot for like two weeks after we watched it. It was midsummer. I really liked that movie, Ex Post Facto. Uh-huh. When we were watching, I was like, that's a pretty decent little whatever it was, right? Right. Pretty decent little movie. But because I kept thinking about it, two weeks later, I was like, you know what? As it turns out, I really liked that movie. John Wick 3, Parabola. <laughs> yeah. Did not like that one nearly as much. Just kidding. Uh, when I went to the theater opening weekend to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm. I... I was like, I don't think this is going to get Oscar nominated. I was wrong about that. But I liked it so much that I was like, man, I know this is going to be my favorite movie of the year. My favorite movie of the year was Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so number two was Hollywood, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And right. number one, because my racing boner is still fully erect. Wait, so what was number three? Midsummer. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear you say Midsummer. Oh yeah, Midsummer was really I, surprised by that. Midsummer made your top three favorite because I thought about it for two weeks after. I was like, you know what? It wasn't what I expected. Mm-hmm. I can't even really. You pin went it in into very it. resistant to that movie. Yeah, and I thought about it for like two weeks afterwards, and like two weeks at like right when we got done, I was like, yeah, it was pretty good. Two weeks later, I was like, I really liked that movie a yeah, lot. It was a curveball. It was a curveball for sure. Like, I thought that it was the movie that Olivia Wilde directed, uh, which was actually called Booksmart. Yeah, so I'm we an didn't idiot, see that one. Which we didn't see. Um, I was like, dude, I heard some good things about this movie that Olivia Wilde directed. Totally didn't direct that. I don't think she was qualified to direct that movie. That movie was fucking bonkers. Like, and- not bonkers because it didn't make any sense. It was like disassembling your psyche. 
it's a body horror is the mm-hmm. only genre you can put it into. And it stands right in front of you and says, I am not just a body horror. Right. In fact, I'm not even really a body horror anymore. Right. And we thought that we, uh, the other thing is just based off the, the stills that I saw. We almost thought that there was going to be a Wicker Man-esque aspect to it. Yeah. And there kind, there of, kind was. of was. There kind of was. And it's not just that they're a bunch of loonies that live in their own little existence and have uh, no buttons on their shirts. Um, there, there was a little Wicker Man-y uh, thingy there. But the hook, God, that when the hook happens, it hits hard. It hits and hard. you almost don't even know. Like, <clears throat> that was not the hook I was looking for. Is there another hook coming? And then five minutes later, you're like, Dude, that's yeah. Oh man, I I think I like that. And there's a bunch of decisions that he made that you can question whether you like that decision or not. You can question whether you like what he did. You can say maybe that's over the top, maybe that's not over the top. I don't what think you was. can't say yeah. ever is that he didn't execute every fucking piece right. of that I agree. absolutely perfectly. I, I, I agree. I personally think that the the graphicness wasn't over. It was just right. I think it was necessary. Yes. I think it was absolutely necessary. I thought that movie was just right. It made me feel uncomfortable, yes. and I've seen a lot of graphic uh, graphicness in movies, and that was the experience I believe I was supposed to have. Uh, absolutely perfectly executed film. Yeah, um, yeah you, you, I didn't mean to like, just rattle them off oh, and no, talk about good. them a little bit, but uh, Ford versus Ferrari over Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, huh? Yeah, even though, as I said, I was in the theater going, this is my favorite movie of the year. Which happens, I think, every year. We see this and we're like, oh, this is the winner. That's and it. Then, That's it. Nothing you know, better's going to happen. And then it does. <laughs> it's <right>? only March. Because <laughs> I go to that opening weekend and then, like, my two things was like, oh, this year when we talk about the good movies, I'm going to have seen this, which won't get nominated. And I'll also see these little fun Jojo Rabbit that nobody saw. <laughs> and then I didn't even watch that and everybody else did. And it wins fucking awards everywhere. You know, best laid plans of mice and men, I suppose. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for the entire time of the, or the the full year up to the uh, Oscars, I'm like, no, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was mm-hmm. my favorite movie of the year. And then the night after the Oscars, I had uh, Dollar Reynolds in my voodoo, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to watch Ford versus Ferrari. It's on here. Yep, I like that one better. Yeah, it, which, I really liked that movie. I am a lot. very surprised about that because your taste in film, especially like if you're going to put something in your top three, usually you you put something a little more highbrow. And I don't think that Ford versus Ferrari is a dumb movie, but I don't think it's a, I don't think there, it's much of a concept movie. No. You usually like concept movies. <clears throat> That's about a straight lace uh, a sports movie is that they've ever made. Yeah. Um, it runs through all of the things that good sports movies does. Um, it just does them very well. Uh, so I was kind of surprised that you liked it that much. I, I w- of all the big movies this year, I probably would not have recommended you see that one. Oh, I loved it. And I just feel like at this point, even though there's been some Mangold movies that aren't that great, but mm-hmm. like when he's doing his thing, that guy fucking speaks to me. Yeah. Logan that had its problems, speaks to but, me. The, but it's there. It's there. I mean, yeah. like that, that the, the, what's laying underneath the surface of Logan is like, Ooh, yeah. Oh boy. man, I, I'm looking forward to what this guy's got. Mm-hmm. And for, I, Jackie loved Ford versus Ferrari. She was like, she was hurting my hand in the movie theater during it because she was squeezing it so hard. Yeah, yeah it is my number two movie. Okay, the there year. you go. All right, well, we'll come back to you and you can talk a little bit more about it. Um, all right, Jackie, uh, go ahead. So we all know that uh, what my number two is. Mm-hmm. So my number three was The Marriage Story. Marriage Story with uh, Adam Driver and uh, Scarlett Johansson and Noah Baumbach movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just, I really felt like... Um, Darth Vader did such a good Darth job. Vader. <laughs> Darth Vader and Black Widow were awesome. Uh, uh, no, I just the emotions in the, in the in the pivotal fight scene, right where everything just kind of explodes. Right. Um, it just I don't know, and and it's just not what you expect it to be. And, I did not expect it to be what it was. Yeah, and and you're rooting for this this to happen, but you realize at the end that it's not going to, and then you still want it to, and you're it's kind of a it's it's an emotional roller coaster that it's just I thought that it captured real life very well. And I think unfortunately um because of and maybe I'm making a, an assumption about uh our listeners but uh if if I was listening to this podcast and and Jackie said marriage story 
and and the only thing I knew about Noah Baumbach was the squid and the whale, I would be like, nah, I'm avoiding that. That's not going to be for me. But the thing is, is that it's not just all the emotions. It's just a fucking experience. Like, uh, it's a, it is a ride, but it's a ride of watching these two people's lives. And it's like how you write characters. This is how you do it. It's a clinic on character writings. I think it's one of the best screenplays I've ever seen or read or whatever. He fucking knocked it out of the park on that screenplay. Uh, Driver's great. Johansson's great. Laura Dern's great. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it isn't like this sappy cry fest that, that you might think it is. It's just uh, a clinic on how to write characters. And, and again, I don't even know if I like these people, but I love them. They're, they're part of me. They like, I don't, I, I, I want them to have good lives and I don't even know if I like them. Yeah. That's how awesome a fucking job he did on that. So I do not fault you for that, but I really do. I can't recommend marriage story a fuck enough. Yeah. And, and my number one pick, I, I probably no surprise to anybody. I love Jojo rabbit. Jojo. Um, I just thought that it was just really well done. And it was it was kind of hard because I really uh, like Sam's talking about Midsummer. Mm -hmm. um, once upon a time in Mexico, or not once <laughs> once upon a time in Hollywood. Are you a Mexican or a Mexican? Too too sexies. Too yes. Sexies. Ah, damn it. Uh, so once upon a time in Hollywood, I it was a thinker for me. Mm -hmm. I kept going. It back took to you it. a long time to warm up to that. Yeah, and then I realized that I super loved it. Oh my right? God, I liked the Tarantino movie. Yeah, but. Um, Jojo Rabbit just, uh, it took a very serious um, time in history the and introduced a very human element to it. May, and maybe in the top three darkest of all times, Jackie. Yeah, big deal. Yeah. I I loved it. And I, I loved the weird Hitler. I loved that, you know, he got hurt at camp. <laughs> oh, God. It, oh, it just, it was wonderful. It was a great movie. I... And it's also one of those ones that you just have to sit down and experience it. And it's kind of like Ford versus Ferrari. If you don't sit down and experience that film and because it, it, it enwraps you. I, I think, no, I think you're, I, I think you're way off there. You can sell Ford versus Ferrari. It's about car racing. Oh, okay. I'll go watch it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, if you like fast cars, there, it's a pretty easy sell. Jojo is, uh, well, it's a comedy about Nazis. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wait, okay. Um, um not quite as easy as uh Wait, they made springtime for Hitler? Yeah, they actually did. Wait, um I, are we sure about that? Are we sure here. Where it's like um yeah, car guys drive cars really fast. Uh, okay, I I'd watch that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a hard sell. Matt Damon's in it. Oh, oh okay. Well, yeah, I'll go right, see it. Right. I was really surprised, though, that Christian Bale did not get some kind of Christian nod Bale as best actor. fucking deadly in um, that. He just fucking nailed that. He's so good. Is he a machine? I'm pretty sure he's, he's more a machine. machine now than man. Not because he isn't aging, but because nobody can be that good of an actor. It just doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. He, he does not compute. I've just sprung a gasket, and my computing brain is... Yeah, he's the reason that I loved American Psycho. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, well, that's the only reason people love yeah. that movie. And people do love that movie. I'm not among them. But, uh, yeah, dude, two years in a row that guy got robbed. Whatever. Um, My number three, best year of the movie, something like that. Best year of the movie. <laughs> uh, was almost the same as the previous year. It's a surprise it shouldn't have worked. It shouldn't have been garbage. I shouldn't have liked it at all. But when I came out of it, I was like, dude, I really like that goddamn movie. Alita Battle Angel. Yeah, that was fun. I mean, it shouldn't have worked. It shouldn't have worked. <laughs> Should have been crap. We, yeah. we went into that like, this, this has got to be an episode. Bad movie field trip. And I was like, no, they did a pretty good job with that. <laughs> they did a pretty good job <laughs> with, this, uh, with this manga that shouldn't have worked at all it should have looked stupid she should have been like oh awful. my god she should have been awful everybody else was people and she's not real she, she's not real she's got way too big of eyes i mean it's like it's manga and but only part of it it's like that sticking a 
piece of art in the middle of the movie mm -hmm. with the rest of it being live action. Well, the people being live action and the rest of it being it, it, it shouldn't have worked. And I thought it was, I thought it was an absolute blast. I thought it, like, like ready player one is what I'm comparing yeah. it to. Like, God, that's dicey. And you fucking did it. Huh? Nice. I'll be goddamned. Um, I, I really liked it. I, Really hope that it turns into a franchise. If if you're out there hunting for franchises, I mean, the Star Wars is over. The Fast is slipping. Uh, the Lord of the Rings are long gone. Um, the, the Avengers are done. You know, let's you know, maybe give this Alita a try. You know, I mean, sure. we're all pretty sick of John Wick. I'm going to be pretty honest. I mean, I think you guys think you like it out there, but you're just watching the same movie over and over again, and it gets progressively not as good. Um, let's try Alita. Let's try it. I want another one. Sure. Uh, number two, 1917. Uh, I thought uh, it was amazing. It's not just good. It is a masterpiece. I would compare it to uh, continually to the uh, Mona Lisa, uh, the David, uh, sure. the Venus de Milo. It is a film masterpiece. I think it's as good as Citizen Kane. That's literally how I feel about it. Uh, it, it, I could be wrong, but I believe in 30 years that this will be still taught in film school. Uh, it's that good. Uh, and it was a shocker to me because it, uh, it, it has this weird thing that, that breaks from most war movies because let's face it, most of the war movies out there are crap. We did we did a Vietnam uh, conversation between the sure. two of us, and we could only think of like there's like a hundred Vietnam movies, but we could only think of like three that are any good. Yeah. Um. There's a if there's a hundred Vietnam movies, then there's five hundred World, World War Two movies, movies, and there's like five or six. There's that like are good. five or six of them that are good. Um. This breaks from the mold of what heroism typically looks like in a war movie. So much because it literally the plot of the movie is a man delivers a note, but what he, why that note almost is almost on time, almost almost on time. Um, what bravery looks like is that film. Um, it's not jumping in front, uh, running out of a ditch with a fucking gun and and killing a bunch of guys. Um, that's what we're told war movies look like. Um. But this is not that. It's literally a man delivers a, a note at great peril, at great peril at all times, um, and with with very high stakes. Uh, and it's stunning in how it was made. It's special effects. Um, it's a clinic in lighting. Um, at the very least, even if you like, it, well, that's the best lit film I've ever seen by far. Um, cinematography is just insane the cinematography is doesn't make one of those sense that, like i need to as soon as i can get my hands on how they did it i'm gonna I, watch I, it I, I would watch i would watch two hours of 1917 and then four hours of how of how it. it was made like it's fascinating how they did it it's uh, sam men has just fucking knocked it out of the park however it is not my favorite movie of the year uh, my favorite movie of the year is also Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Um, Jojo is now a part of me. Uh, it is, once we get it on Blu-ray, I've only seen it the one time, um, but I believe that it is in that very hard to get into uh, uh, top 10 list of mine that I've had sitting up there. It's up there with Master and Commander. It's up there with Children of Men. It's mm. up there with Copland. Uh, it's up there with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, mm -hmm. which, yeah, okay, hey, that's a little weird from what I said before. It's up there with uh, Joe versus the Volcano. Um, JoJo will forever be a part of me. And because it's it's not just that it's funny, it's not just that it's socially says something. Um, it just makes you feel human at the end. Like, I understand. I, 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 I don't want to go through what these characters have gone through, but when they go through, once they're have gone through their journey, I want to be there with them. I want to I want to shake their hand and give them both a high five and be like, you know what? You guys are all right. Mm. I, I'm with you on this. I'm with you on this. And I'm uh, I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you made it through what you went through. And uh, why don't you guys come live with me now? <laughs> you guys can be part of my family. Uh, I like you. 
JoJo's awesome, and I can't recommend it enough. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> all right. That is the end of the episode, guys. Um, next week, we are off because technically Jackie and I will still be in Hawaii. So you will have to wait for another week after that. And then again, unless we get quarantined and we never have the podcast anymore because we now live in Hawaii. Um, Sam, if we come back on time or not on time, what is your next pick? Firecracker with Darby Hinton. Firecracker. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, currently streaming on Amazon Prime. Uh, if you like the Darby Hinton, make sure you check that out. I saw the first five minutes and I was like, oh, got to stop this. This is an episode. <laughs> so, Which we always do good on and those then ones. you showed me. I was like, oh, yeah, I've been wanting to get a hold of that. Yeah. Roman has a copy. It was just the last few times he's been in town, he hasn't been able to do the podcast. So. Right. Right. Otherwise, we would have already done it. Yeah. So make sure you check out Firecracker uh, and be ready for that. Um, Jackie, final thoughts? Anything? No. Okay. No, I don't. Um, get to the chopper. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.